Welcome to episode 59 of the Eye of Terror podcast. I'm George, and normally you'd hear Alec, but we lost the first 30 seconds of this recording. So now on with the show. It's been now, what, three years? Something like that. Something, three years. Something very Three large. years since we yes. faithfully walked into Aero Hobbies, mm-hmm. and I picked up the three Space Marine starter set. Like, you can paint these. And you're like, I don't know. I don't think you can. <laughs> and then I went home, and then four hours passed yeah. by, like and you, nothing. And there they were. Three terribly, terribly painted, done, terribly, <laughs> terribly painted done. Space Marines. And here they, we are. I remember they were Dark Angels. They had Dark Angel shoulder problems, and you specifically painted them Ultramarines. I did. I didn't know any better. You didn't know. These were the blue Dark Angels. <laughs> I didn't know any better. I thought they looked cool and blue because I saw a bunch of blue Space Marines. So you're like, oh, that looks fine. Yeah, I didn't. I, I didn't know what chapter markings were. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's get into hobby progress. Real hobby progress. Real hobby progress. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, the Armager's done. Yes. Okay, I'm done. I finally based it yesterday. Um, and I it added Martian Iron rad. Iron Earth. Uh, and it's just jumping over rocks and on a Martian landscape, and it looks good. So that's good. And then now I'm working on the aggressors. Uh, I gave them an initial coat of Gehenna's gold, which is this very reddish kind of gold. And then I used Seraphim, um, uh, no, sorry, I used Reichland Flesh Shade to give it more of an orangey, reddish tint to the gold. And then I went over with a P3 gold like normal gold from p3 paints mm-hmm. and to it went over that so that gave him highlights so now you have this depth that comes with the gold with three layers of of you know you've got the bottom layer of reddish gold you've got the the stain from the uh, reichland flesh shade and now you've got the brighter gold so it gives the gold depth and it looks it's looking super cool really like it the helmets on the aggressors are gold yeah the wings on their chest plates and on their shoulder uh guards are gold and then, of course, they're blood angels, so they're carrying a lot of bling. So that's all gold. Yeah. yeah. Traditionally, there's a lot of black, red, and gold is is what, you know, I'm getting. And, yeah, of course, the usual. yeah, on their bases are just piles of skulls. As as it should be. As it should be. <laughs> right. As any good Warhammer, you know, universe yeah. should be. Just really? filled with skulls. Skulls everywhere. Yeah. So I probably by the next podcast, I should um, be finishing up those guys. All right. Yeah. Uh, and then um, I've got tons of unpainted plastic to get to choose next. I don't know what I'm going to work on next. As you and many others do. Yeah. Just uh, we should talk about that meme. Oh, the, the, the fortune teller thing. Yeah. The fortune teller thing. If you haven't seen the meme, you should. It's It's been running around. Just look up fortune teller meme. You'll find it. Fortune teller meme. You'll find it. And yeah. It's really funny. It's really funny. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. That's you should look up fortune teller meme. 40, yeah. Warhammer 40K. Just in, just insert unpainted plastic. <laughs> you'll, yeah. you'll get it when you Un- see, you'll get it when you see it yeah fortune teller meme unpainted models say unpainted that models. there you go okay so that ends uh hobby progress not really not, fast <laughs> not Real not a ton to report oh just to mention you know the new knights are out yeah uh, so we should mention that they look they look all right yeah i'm eh, not it's not, not crazy about them they just look like sort of like uh the bully knights <laughs> you know they're a little beefier than regular knights. They look yeah. a little like although their 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 um, turrets really beg the question of why doesn't every knight have just turrets attached? Right, because they've got the room for it. Yeah, they got the room for it, and it wouldn't really like limit them. It's not like something like specific. It's not like a specific weapon choice on their arm or something like that. It's just a sure have just turrets. Use that carapace to more yeah. yeah I don't to, know why they don't the more useful purposes. I don't know. I mean, the addition of the turrets on the carapace and then the 
I guess the whiter or thicker greaves on the legs. Yeah, I don't. I don't like the turrets on the shoulders though. You don't like it? No, I don't like it either. I mean, it's it's very Warhammer. It, it is very like put more guns on it, and I get that. I get that from like the orcs. That would make sense, but yeah. like just as an aesthetic choice from the Imperium. Yeah, I'm not it's like you don't have it. space marines running around with like shoulder turrets. Why not? <laughs> that sounds like a good idea. <laughs> that sounds good. I don't know. It just seems inconsistent. Right. Well, you I see, mechanics the the units with. Uh, shoulder turrets, the destroyers. Ones? Oh, <laughs> they're, uh, they're like tanks, humans, and turret shoulder guys. Yeah, but those look different. Those those are those aren't like mounted like three hundred sixty degree turret. Those are like uh, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. yeah, and they don't have pauldrons really there. Yeah, I don't know if you guys play Imperial Knights, and you guys should you know, tell us what you think of the new codex. But probably not gonna end up picking that up. No, I don't. We probably should. Maybe uh, we have one night. We have one night and we have one armager. Yeah. And that's it. I can't justify spending 50 bucks on that or 40 bucks on that when there's probably going to be another. They should make the night codex cheap. They should. I don't, I don't know why they don't. Well, they've added more knights to it now, right? Mm. And now there's a whole bunch of different versions of knights. I know they're cool. I like the fact that there are knights I like, in the I, world. And I like yeah. the Adeptus Titanicus game that's coming out. I like that too. Yeah, those are both cool things. Knight. Night on night con- and Titan uh, on combat Titan. is cool. Titan on Titan combat, I believe. That's, yeah, it's cool. That's yeah, cool. That's a cool thing. Just don't only have room for one. You know what? Because a new night model is $170. Yeah, that would do it. So Ugh. that's going to make me pause. Like, what can you buy for 170 bucks? You can buy a lot of Space Marines, a lot of Necrons, a lot of You can buy a lot more plastic. You can buy a lot more. You know what? If you're on a, on a effectiveness <laughs> basis, uh, you could probably do better, right? Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. No, if I, if $170 worth of fire warriors. Oh, that's way more efficient shooting power. Yeah. Than, uh, than I think that than more, a night. Than I, yeah. You're buying it because it's cool looking. It is and, cool. And, and it's a big distraction. And it's a big distraction. A $170 distraction. I'm not $170 convinced that it's that cool looking. I, we've got our knight. We've, we've got, got our knight. Yeah, we're, yeah, yeah, we're good. we got our knight errant. He's fine. He's fine. Now. Yeah. Okay. So let's get into the real meat. Alec can't wait to talk about. I this. can't wait. This is this is so. so I let it. What? I, so as as I'm sure many of you know, Games Workshop made a very bold decision. They decided mm. that you know they needed to expand their demographics a bit and uh, go after children. Go after, go after the eight year old crowd. <laughs> exactly. And what better way to do that than to bring them into the loving arms of the Warhammer with universe War- with Warhammer Adventures? I, I don't even know where to start with this. <laughs> it's like it's it's I yeah. I don't know how. First of all, I don't know how to like, manage this because literally every single piece of war you can't like every other sentence is someone messily dies. <laughs> right. Right. Every weapon does a lot of stuff. Like like every piece of war has some sort of horrifying element to it. All right, let's let's read what the official description is like. Okay. Because, you know, Games Workshop put out a um a little post in May about entitled Warhammer Adventures Tales for Younger Readers. Okay. I'm reading it. Yeah, I'm reading along with yeah. you. Yeah. The 41st Millennium and the Mortal Realms are fantastical places. Right for adventure. Not at all the first thing I would say to describe those universes, but okay. Yeah, we wanted a way for these young Warhammer fans to explore the settings, so we've created a brand new fiction series, Warhammer Adventures, an exciting new range of books coming next year for boys and girls aged 8 to 12 years, featuring younger protagonists having thrilling adventures and facing off against dangerous enemies. What is happening? 
Okay, they've been written by, I guess, children's authors. So it isn't like, you know, you're not going to see Guy Thorpe. Uh, you know, they, they, they'll have to, they'll have to change the lore. Uh, they'll have to. No, they're not going to change the lore. What, what else are, are you really going to describe the uh, like the effect of a bolter? The first okay, the first title for Warhammer Forty Thousand is going to be called Warped Galaxies: Attack of the Necron by Kevin Scott. Oh my gosh! Yeah, are they going to describe Ca- scarabs the messily says, shredding uh, <laughs> groups of civilians? Well, the author says the author of that book says there are going to be space battles and monsters, fearsome aliens, and dangerous villains, but there will also be friendship. And bravery in the form of our three lead characters, Ganger, Talon. A ganger? <laughs> One of them's a ganger. One. <laughs> Martian Meki, that's not obvious, and Explorer Zelia. Explorer. They already know that life in the Imperium is tough, but they never expected it's, it's, that it would be this challenging. This is, it's nightmarish. Yeah. As their quest begins, they will have to quickly learn who they can trust and what risks are worth taking. Above all, they will learn that they need each other to survive. Yeah. Are they going to describe like ganger life and eating necro starch? Yeah. Is that is there's that- there's a funny there's a funny uh, asterisk at the at the end of the blog post. It says parents understandably unsure about recommending the Horus Heresy series to their children. Yeah. It being a series about nine sons trying to tear down their father's empire. Yeah. Well, like, I don't. So uh, it's got very cute, like, artwork. I know, that, I see uh, it. That looks like, you know, like, uh, what's the R.L. Stein series called? Goosebumps? It's got kind of kind of a goosebumps. No, you've got, like, the, uh, the newer ones. The older ones had great, like, good covers. Yeah, like the newer ones. They're all cutesy, and, mm. you know, the, the, the kids look brave and daring, and there's, like... They all look very serious. San- they all sanitized look, like, versions of villains in the background. Not a lot, not a lot of smiles. Understandably so. It looks like smiles. It, it looks like there's a planet blowing up in the in the back of. Uh, yeah, there is a planet blowing up. There's a there's a space marine, an ultramarine holding a bolter, and there's a Necron holding a Gauss flare. A, the heavy the heavy Gauss the heavy Gauss flare. So he's going to get extra shredded. Right, <laughs> right. So your your thoughts on uh, on uh, Warhammer for kids? I it, bizarre. Well, let's Just go bizarre. back though. Let's go back though. If 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 you were like ten years old. Would you be interested in Warhammer? In I got interested. I was interested in Warhammer at ten because I saw you playing Dawn of War. Oh yeah, and I, so I got introduced to like the nitty gritty <laughs> immediately. I saw like I, I saw folks get stabbed multiple times, dreadnoughts flaming. Yeah, people being crushed, exploded. <laughs> their their globules flying everywhere. Yeah. I saw it all. I yeah. saw it all. Yeah. Uh, so. So yeah. I, so yeah, I, I speak from a place of experience there. So that was like fascinating. That was great. That was great. That was so cool. Oh, <laughs> that was that that man. universe was so cool and so oh, the the, yeah. the, the, the crazy. I've never seen any. I never seen anything like it. Yeah. This sort of like these massive dudes like, shooting at each other right. with these crazy weapons. Right. It 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 was great. Right. Uh, they had they had weird manners of speech. They all they had the I never seen designs quite like that. So yeah, all right. So as so as a kid, you thought this universe was was really cool. Was really cool. Um, so if this had, if this series of books had been out, you I know, wouldn't have been interested in this. Uh, no, because <laughs> it's too sanitized. Looking at that cover, I'm like, oh wow, that's a badly designed, boring looking cover. I'll go back to my goosebumps. Thank you. Yeah, because that those had like these kind of cool or my um. Uh, what is it? Scary stories uh, to tell in the dark. Yeah, 
uh, that does that had great illustrations. Oh, that was, that was a nightmare book. The, that that was a night that was <laughs> yeah. a nightmare book. But it, yeah, no, great. Well, I, the the um, Warhammer community has rightly they they've made fun of the Warhammer yeah, adventures concept with creating kids. a Warhammer adventures meme. Memes. Like if you go to the Grim Dank meme, yeah, uh, you'll, you'll, on find, Reddit, you'll find you'll, you'll find, find plenty of examples plenty of, of these poor kids it, it, <laughs> actually confronting the war the horrors of the. Uh, it it just seems like warp. a bizarre demographic to. Um, it, it seems weird that they would even think to market to that demographic. I guess I guess it makes sense because they like, get them early. I, I, what they're saying is that there's a lot of parents who you know understandably share the hobby with their kids. So the kids watch them like like yeah. if you're gonna spend hours painting these little yeah. miniatures. Some little kids and go, Dad, what's that about? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mom, can you tell me about these this army that you're doing? What is this? And and the what parents are going to have to, you know, tell them a little bit about the game and the hobby and stuff like that. And kids being curious are going to ask, like, what does this guy do and what's his story and all that stuff. I guess this is a way of like giving it, sort of easing them in, easing them in. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it just seems. Hmm. I can't. I just can't think of a way where in which you couldn't. You would have to change the nature of right. the war. You'd have to, because like growing up in as a ganger, in like in a hive city, would be nightmarish for a child. It's nightmarish for all children who grow up under those conditions in that universe. It, it's like it's it's an existence of horrific, brutal violence. Right, so it's likely you're either going to be captured by one of the Space Marine factions, another gang, uh, pressed into service for the Astromilitarum, Militarum. taken and dissected for the mechanicus, <laughs> whatever, or or you'll right. or you'll just join the general working force and right. uh, force work like ten hours <laughs> in a factory building las guns for your one meal a day <laughs> in, in the glorious name of the emperor. Right, exactly. Um, it's a horrific theocratic society. I don't know how they're going to introduce the kids to that at all. Yeah. How are you, how do you characterize like the the good versus evil sort of like thing that is essential to that sort of children's novel when in the 41st millennium everyone's horrible. Every every faction is just the worst. I, I you know what you you limit its scale and its scope. You you, set, you basically give them a mystery to solve I these guess. kids and and then they all like work together and they're in the environment. But nothing too bad happens. Nothing too bad. It's yeah. just like the potential, like you know, like. But well, I, you you can't you can't address any sort of uh, societal anything. No, you because, can't. Because because no. the moment you touch upon that, it's like oh, no yeah. psyker kids, <laughs> no psyker kids can't do that. Horrors <laughs> of the warp suddenly opening up can't do that. Right, right. Uh, right. Space Marine, like any sort of conflict. How would you even like write? Uh, 40k. I, there's always fight. there's always danger, and there might be some fights, and there might be some things, but you know they're never gonna like like you can only kill Necrons. Well, not because even, of a single space. I, I, I bet you they didn't even kill anybody. If, if, if a space because of a space, we don't know because we have. I mean, yeah. we don't know, and these could be written by you know excellent. You know, maybe maybe they'll figure it out. Maybe they'll figure it out. Yeah, I don't. They might they might figure it out. I I, I say introduce them. They're coming the, out next. I year. say introduce them the old fashioned way. We make them watch Dawn of War. No, 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 no. <laughs> they get they get introduced that once they're like thirteen or fourteen, then you can like okay, well, yeah. Here's here's the real war. Right. In the far future, there is only war. Ima- imagine this. Imagine the sort of whiplash the kid's gonna get after reading that book, and then and then uh, okay, and then picking up a codex, and then picking up codex. Here's <laughs> the real story. Right. Oh, so now I know, now I understand. I'm gonna I'm gonna read Dad's books. 
<laughs> Here's one. Who are the space wolves? They sound the space cool. Wolves. <laughs> What's a chainsaw? What's a chainsaw? <laughs> God. What does that do? <laughs> yeah. As Sanguinius <laughs> sacrificed himself for his father. What? <laughs> huh? Wolfen? What do they do? He was torn asunder. <laughs> right. Exactly. Okay. Right. So yeah. it's a, um, yeah, it's a grim universe. So kids got to learn bizarre, um, a bit bizarre, very funny. Um, funny. I, I guess I'm not, I'm not, I'm not necessarily opposed to it. I'm just, it just, it just seems like a weird, this weird in a lot of ways. Right. Right. I don't know. What I, do you, I'm torn. I, I, I think that the, that the 40 K universe in it's real in the way it's been written about is like not kid friendly at all, No, but kids are, you know, very curious about it yeah. so this is a safe way to sort of ease them into it i i, I think it's you know it, look it's they're not meant for adults so so you know adults reading this you know they're not going to get the the grim dark version of 40k that we know but you know if you're if you live in a 40k family eh, it's, i don't think it's the worst I'm, i mean i'm gonna make fun of it because i think it's a it's a funny idea yeah it's kind of but you know kids being kids are gonna be curious and i think that this is probably a fun way to get them into this world and, and they may want to one day pick up the hobby you know, which is not the worst thing in the world, oh, obviously, to be more inclusive. Admittedly, the grim darkness uh, is what got me into it in the first place. <laughs> of course. <laughs> no, that holds. So I don't, th right. that, that, that aesthetic might be lost in translation here. But, it, uh, it, it will. And then, who knows? Maybe, maybe kids will go like, eh, what a, what a boring sanitizing yeah, universe. I know. I don't like, want what this. is this? Yeah. I don't know why dad's all excited about this. This yeah, is, seems yeah, kind of kind of boring, kind of safe. Boring. Right. Oh, you Billy, you solved you solve the Necrons in riddle. And <laughs> you, get the, you get the prize. Ooh. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, we're going to have, when the first Warhammer Adventure book comes we out. We should we'll, get it. We got to get it. We got to get it. We <laughs> got to do, do a review. review. We got to do, do a review. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So let's take a little break. and we come back, uh, we'll uh, get into our um, battle report. And in this case, it was the Astra Militarum versus the Cult, uh, actually, the Adeptus Mechanicus when we return. Yes, and I hadn't played uh, Deptus Pecancus in a little while. Yeah, so and I figured I'd play. We didn't have a ton of time, no. so we limited it to, to 50, 50 power level. Yep. Power level, right? Uh, got a eternal. We rolled a, like yeah, we always rolled, do. Yeah, we rolled the mission between and we got basic rule book, um, the chapter approved, and the cards, the open war cards, and we've got basic rule book, eternal war mission. Oh, Maelstrom. Sorry, Sorry Maelstrom, Maelstrom mission. Maelstrom, Maelstrom mission. It was called Deadlock. It was uh, mission number six. The, the the gimmick with this mission is that you start off with six tactical objectives in turn one. The next it's, turn you have five. The and, next you have four. And, and the next so you have three. On. Yeah, exactly. You can only have that many exact amount objectives in your hand at any time 
You have to discard if you have too many. You have to draw if you don't have that many. Right? Yeah. Right? So, after, oh, we forgot. After turn three, all stratagems cost double. We forgot we about that. We completely forgot about that. Totally forgot about that rule. And we were using a few a few stratagems. Probably wouldn't make that much of a difference. It wouldn't have made that much of a difference because we have plenty of, of points. Anyway. Okay. So, um, you played um, Adeptus Mechanica. So yes, tell, us, I did. tell us your army list. My list was very short. It was simply made up of uh, Belisarius Call, uh, one squad. How of, much is he? How many points is he? How many power? How much power? Power, power level? Thirteen. Yeah. Okay. We, which is interesting in like <laughs> okay yeah we'll talk about that we'll, we'll talk, talk about, about that, that in context. Uh, Catapron destroyers, three of them. Okay. Uh, with plasma culverins and phosphor blasters and the like. Uh, ten Skatari Vanguard, uh, with radium carbines and Omni specs. Um, one squad of Castellan robots, the two of them with the three heavy phosphor blasters each. Uh, one Onager Dune Crawler with the neutron laser, and that was it. Okay, I knew I was facing Adeptus Mechanicus. Oh, I have lost horribly to the Adeptus Mechanicus in the past, mm-hmm. so uh, I decided to create a anti-mechanicus guard list. Mm. So I had a company commander, just stock, okay? I had knight commander Pask with a, um, in a battle tank that had a, uh, a, a battle cannon. He had a last cannon. He had two plasma cannon spontons, and he was my warlord. I had four infantry squads, all of whom had a heavy weapon squad within them uh, consisting of last cannons. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's four last cannons right there. Five if you include the one that Pask has. I had a Militarum Tepestus command squad with four plasma guns. I had a spe- two special weapon squads, and they each had uh, plasma guns. I had a scout sentinel with a heavy flamer and the chainsword. I had a heavy weapon squad with autocannons. That's three autocannons in that group. And then I had a Lehman Rust battle tank that uh, had the plasma turret and the two plasma sponsons, and that was exactly 50 points. So as you can tell, there was a lot of heavy, high-strength weaponry yep. in that army. Right. Okay. That's correct. All right. So uh, you picked the table side. I did. Right, you, you got, got to, to go first. You know, you got to go first. I got to go first. Yeah, yes, I, I, I did not seize you won the roll because you had less units, and so you got a higher roll, and I failed to seize. Okay, so what happened in turn one? Turn one, neutron laser destroy a uh, neutron laser with combined fire with the uh, plasma culverins from the destroyers uh, killed your plasma cutioner. Yep. Um, your squad of autocannon uh, heavy weapons were killed by the phosphor blasters, and I secured the second objective, which I was having to be sitting on uh, so that was in my a, deployment. Excellent first turn for you. Yes, excellent first turn for me. You killed my one of my, one of my tanks. Um, all my autocannons disappear in a puff of phosphor. Yes. The the robots. Let's talk about the robots for a second. That they they throw out nine heavy phosphor shots each. Each strength six, and you don't get the benefit of cover. AP minus two. AP minus two. The robots are crazy. That's 18 shots coming from those two guys. They all do decent damage six. on just about anything, if not outright kill it. Yeah, they, they overkill things. They, they overkill things. Especially, yeah, like white infantry, white infantry disappears. 
heavy infantry is heavily damaged. Yeah. Uh, white, wet, like white vehicles can disappear. It's not pretty. Yeah. So that was a good, good first turn for you. You got points and you did damage to my army. Yes. All right. My first turn, um, I needed, I had drawn a big game hunter, so I needed to kill something that had 10 or more wounds. So mm-hmm. that basically meant your neutron laser, mm-hmm. your, uh, your own dune crawler. So I focused fire on that. Most of Cadia, I, I took the Cadian doctrine. I was Cadian. Yeah. So that means if the army hasn't moved, then if, if the unit has not moved, then the model gets, uh, uh, gets to reroll ones on the two hit, you know? Yeah. I concentrated, I, I had my uh, scions appear behind your lines. Mm-hmm. Uh, near the the Onagadoon crawler, mm-hmm. uh, so I focus fire on that. The uh, Pask and his uh, cannons, but his battle tank, along with all of the uh, Las cannons, ended up uh, blowing up the Dune crawler this turn. And uh, and I ended up killing one of your destroyers mm-hmm. and one of your robots. Not just one. Oh, both robots died this both turn? Both robots died this turn. In the first turn? turn? If I remember correctly, yeah. No, just one of the robots No, because you remembered turn. you had a second round of shooting. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, that's right. So uh, there's a rule called grinding advance that uh, Lehman Rust battle tanks have. If they've moved less than half of their total you know, movement uh, rate yeah. or movement uh, distance. They get to fire yeah, uh, they for get a second fire. time. They get yeah. a second shooting. You know, But you know what I forgot? What did you forget? All right. I uh, I cheated. I just realized. I just realized. So I believe that rule only applies to... On the second turn? No, no. I believe that rule only applies to the turret weapon. So let's take a look. Check that out. Let me check that out. Because I think if if that's the case, then we're going to have to asterisk this whole battle. What's the scenario? Oh, even as I'm talking about, you know... Some, sorry, folks. Sometimes you realize things while, you, while, you, while you're saying them out loud. Here we go, yo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm looking at Battlescribe, but Battlescribe is acting funky. Uh, Battlescribe is acting very funky. You guys ever use Battlescribe? It's a great resource. Love it. Except that... Sometimes it acts wonky. It, it acts wonky because it's like you pick a unit and then it, it picks another unit that it's going it's to you know give you the information on. Mm-hmm. Grinding advance. If this model remains stationary or moves under half speed of its movement phase, yep. it can shoot its turret weapon twice in the bum, following bum, shooting phase. Bum. I think that would have made a difference. I see. I think that would have made a difference. You cheater. Because, because <laughs> I mean, cause, cause the battle tank has got a lot of weapons on it. It's got the last cannon and it last has the spontons. And those matter especially more with 2 plus uh, With pass hitting here. at 2 plus. So... All right, so there's a huge asterisk here because um, the rest of this battle report, you should know that um, I misread the rule and uh, everything in that tank was shooting Twice. a second time. Twice, yeah. So that's that's why I was, that's why I was asking throughout the fight. That thing's like 13 power level? Yeah, that thing's only 13 wow, power level. Wow, that's, 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 that's a lot for... Right, grinding advance. Um, so that's, that's, that's my bad. Um, so that's on me. That, I think it made a difference in the game. Yeah, uh, you could say that. Um, yeah. so the battle tank is no slouch. It's no, D- no, it's D6, no but it's yeah. certainly that. I mean, that's another three shots coming from. Oh no, no, more than three shots because the sponsons, sponsons are D3, D3 each. each. 
So, so one plus two D three more shots. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. My bad. That's fine. So let's continue. But, but anyway, so a devastating round for the Imperial guard came back and and did a lot of damage. They killed both your robots. They killed one destroyer and they killed, um, the doom crawler. So then what happened in turn two? Uh, the arrival of your Tempesta science left me with a unique opportunity because one of the objectives I had grabbed was a, um, bonus of some sort of bonus objective. It was a priority Priority objective. Priority orders given. Priority orders given. That's what it was. Which priority orders given, basically, when you grab that tactical objective, you immediately generate a bonus tactical objective that does not count towards the amount of tactical objectives you have. This objective can only be achieved via the Warlord. And if you successfully pull it off with the Warlord, which is the only way you can do that tactical objective, you get three additional points on top of whatever it is that, uh, whatever point value you get from just the regular objective. So the one I had gotten was blood and guts, which as you probably know, it's the quote, it's the kill someone in close combat, uh, objective for a point. So there's call. There's some scions. (laughs) Not that far away. They're not that far away. Their plasma gun's still smoking. I, I, so I walk up to them. I shoot to kill two of them. They did overwatch my, and put two wounds on them. I killed two of them with the uh, atomizer. Yeah, you did. You atomized them. I atomized two of them. Uh, I did attempt to charge. You didn't do anything in the over. No, you didn't do anything in the overwatch. I thought I put some wounds on them. No, I didn't. No, okay, not I not, not then. All right, not, not uh, then. Okay. Um. Yeah. So. Uh, so you you failed your charge. I so the. My charge. Uh, the scions got to live another round. Scions got to live, and I uh, my what else my destroyers got put two wounds on your scout uh, sentinel. Right, with a not great round of shooting. Right. So and at this point, was, at this point, you had call, you had two destroyers, and you had like uh, and I had oh, I had, you had def- seven vanguard left, and I had defended objective uh, two. Yes, since I happened to get secure and defend objective two conveniently. Right. Um, so I got two more points from that. Right. So you're starting to rack up some victory points. Yeah, I gotten right. three with the addition of the secondary uh, first blood. Right. Oh, that's right. So okay. that's four. Right. So you had four. Yeah, I think I had two um, victory points at this point. Yeah. Okay. So my my next turn, the uh, scions killed more of your vanguard. They killed three three of the vanguard in the first round when they yep. appeared, and then they uh, they killed I think another two more mm-hmm. in this round. We ended up finishing off the destroyers. Yes, through a combination of las cannon fire and uh, and battle cannon, the battle tank. Mm-hmm. And and then what? And then you charged yes into the vanguard into the vanguard. So That's my correct. scions, I knew my scions were going to die. Scions, they they deep strike and then they die. That's their yep. job, yep. right? Hopefully they take out a heavy value target. In this case, they were they helped take down the Onigo Doom Crawler, which was important. So a little bit, but uh, you know what? They actually didn't. They didn't have to. They didn't they, have I, to. No, I, I had them there to do that, but they ended up not having to. They ended up killing Vanguard instead. Yeah. Um, but they were a nice little distraction in the background, so they could show. And up. they got me. And they got me line. They got me a line yeah. breaker objective. And you didn't want them to die to uh, call. I did not want them to die to call. So I, I had them charge into the Vanguard. Well, little did you know that we were go- both going to be ineffectual on that day. Yeah, yeah. So my Vanguard got in there. Um, they weathered the uh, Overwatch, 
but um, they ended up not doing any damage to and the I Vanguard. Didn't, and, and I didn't do any damage back. Yeah. So I thought, aha, uh-huh, this is good. They're stuck in assault. They're safe, I thought. <laughs> Until turn three. <laughs> My only move. Your only move <laughs> call to the combat. Yeah. Join the combat. Kill the two <laughs> Tempestus Scions. Man, so let's, let's, talk, actually, let's, okay, let's talk about the actual process. Because, yeah, because okay, wow. Because that was the goal. Right. That's the goal. I get them in there. I get him in there. He's got four attacks. Right. Two plus, I got two canicles that help me with this. I got plus one strength. Yep. And I have uh, re-roll ones. Re-roll, for, re-roll, re-roll ones right, to hit. The Remorseless Fist. Remorseless Fist. So, roll my four attacks. All four go through with re-roll. I mean, so I say, no, 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 I, I, I roll my wounds. Yeah. Three go through. Three go through. Despite re-roll. Yep. And you make... Two not, out of the three wounds. Two out of the three saves. saves. And so, it, so yeah. one of my scions dies, and I'm I'm happy You're thinking, happy. aha, the scions are not completely dead, right? Yep, so, so it doesn't count. The, they, yeah, so, so call, I've denied call his victory, and uh, everything's going to be hunky-dory. He's going to fight back and maybe kill another vanguard. But then... You underestimate my power. <laughs> yeah. The, yes, call, because... Call is a call. cheesemonger. <laughs> cheesemonger. Call. Call has these... Uh, the mechandrite The mechandendrite mechandendrite harness. Mechandendrite harness. Basically, it's it's his collection of, like, you know, Dr. Octopus-style metal tentacles. Yeah. That allow him 2d6 additional, additional attacks. attacks at uh, unmodified uh, AP and damage one. Uh, unmodified strength and AP. What's it? What's his strength? Is he? He's like strength six or five or something. Yeah. So against uh, normal scions, that's he's gonna wound on a two. Yep. And that. Got so him. You, well, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I think you did roll like eight attacks or something. I roll. I got like yeah, eight or nine of them for yeah. And then yeah, th- at that point it so was. So that's what that's what he chopped up the scion with his mechadendrite harness. And so that was four points for me. Four points. Four points because you got blood and guts, and then you got because it was a priority order. You got yeah. an additional three points. So at this point, you're up to like eight. nine, eight or nine points to four. It was nine. That's nine to four. It was it was eight to four. Okay, eight to four. Because right. the 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 you're you're counting uh, first blood twice. Okay, all right. So it was eight to four. Uh, so it's turn three, eight to four. Um, it's looking hard for me to win by points only mm-hmm. because the the objectives that I have are you're you're like just sitting on them and i have a pretty static army like they're yeah, not yeah. going to be able to move fast enough yeah, like yeah. guardsmen even advancing aren't going to yeah, move yeah. fast enough to get all the way across the table and take objective six which is like way on your side of the yeah. table so i knew that there was no way i was going to win on victory points i needed to wipe you out <laughs> right yes but there's an opportunity here because it's you just have call and you have at this point like five vanguard and that's it <laughs> that's your entire army at this point right <laughs> I've got like four or five las cannons. I have a battle tank with Pask in it. I've got two sets of special weapon squads with plasma guns. I've got like 40 guardsmen. Yes. Right? And a scout sentinel. Overwhelming force. I have an overwhelming force. Your job is to hide. My job is to survive with Call and five vanguard. <laughs> right. So, so what happened in this turn is I ended up killing Call through a combination of las cannon fire. Hey, let me tell you. Cadian's... Rerolling ones is pretty good. 
right? They're normally going to hit on a four, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and re-rolling that one, oh my god! So last cannons are worth a lot. They're really efficient for for Cadians because of that uh, that re-roll. As long as they don't move, you get the re-roll. If they move, then you lose the re-roll one, and they're going to they're only going to hit on a five. So don't move your last cannons. But that ended up uh, killing Call. Uh, and then I reduced that. I reduced your uh, Vanguard to two. Yes. So you yes, had so it was now turn four, and you had two Vanguard, two Vanguard left. left. But you're beating me. Eight I'm to four. still beating you eight to four. If you can survive two rounds, you're going to win this game. Um, yeah, <laughs> two rounds. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I, I did I did make a gesture of hiding them behind uh, a, a statue. statue. Of, a, a statue of the uh, of a, uh, the imperial hero, the generic imperial hero of the store. Who yeah. is that guy? Someone should write some. I don't know. Someone should he's write like some a, lore on that guy. Like, I'm sure there has been. You know, he's he's a piece of terrain of the, uh, you know, the... He doesn't, because he doesn't look like your Primarch. I don't know any Primarch. He does, he kind of looks like a Space Marine, though. Yeah, he looks like a Space Marine. He's so holding a sword. He's, he's got, got like a, down. he's got like a cloak, like a fur cloak, so, but he's not bearded, so... He's wearing like a combat he's not a, shield. He's not or, a Space Wolf. Right. He's, right. he's none of the more ostentatious... He's bald. Uh, you know, he's the classic piece of terrain statue, yeah, giant but, Space Marine statue. who? I don't know. Someone should write some more. Someone, I'm, I'm sure someone's written. Are more. you sure? No, not with any certainty. But I, he, he's too iconic not to. S- send us, send us your generic statue lore. Anyway, your your vanguard <laughs> with their skirts flapping <laughs> went hiding behind the imperial statue to try and avoid. Are, are you judging their fashion choices? <laughs> yes, they wear dresses. <laughs> All right, so they go and they hide behind the imperial statue. Which is the only move they have, really. Yeah. Um, and uh, in the next round of shooting, they get killed. <laughs> so wah, wah, wah. Yeah, anticlimactic. Anticlimactic. So, so they ended up dying. Um, and so the, once again, the Imperial Guard is one. The astral term is one. Okay. So let's talk about it. First off, um, this is a very tainted victory because um, because of the small. Uh, I think I think the same thing kind of would have happened. Could have happened. Maybe slower, but uh, slower. Yeah, but still. I mean, I feel bad about it because it, it's it's it really isn't in a big difference. I it's, think it's it's fine. We all slip up like that yeah. sometimes. You know, when you build an ass. If I knew I'm facing uh, Cadians, I mean, if I knew I'm facing um, Mechanicus, I was going to take a lot of high strength firepower, and I did. And in terms of efficiency of firepower, just in a direct comparison to the two armies, yeah, you get a lot more bang for your buck. That, that's true. That's true. A fifty power level means that I had like forty guys at least, like forty six guys, yeah, plus two tanks, a scout sentinel, lots of heavy weapons crammed in there. Yeah, lots of heavy uh, a lot of five like five last cannons crammed in that group. It yeah. was crazy, right? Yeah, it, it, I, I think I think there's sort of. Uh, I'd be interested to see how Tau compares as well, just in terms of efficiency of um, how many like units with good shooting can you fit into uh, into fifty power level into fifty power level. Well, we we'll won't have to play that. Yeah, or do I? Yeah, we'll have to play that power level. Right. 50, 50 um, points for Tau versus Estimal Term. Yeah, or all, or all. I need to do. I need to do chaos though again. I yeah, we, we yeah, I've, I've neglected chaos for too long. I know you're the chaos guy. I'm the chaos guy, and, and you have not played chaos. You've been mm-hmm. playing Xenos for a while. I haven't. So I have better luck with Xenos. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> we <laughs> talked about that. I thought this was a fairly by the numbers victory for the Astromilitarum. They they did what they do really well. 
the K- re-rolling ones on Katie and Last Cannons is too good. I, and I also had really good dice this, this yeah. game. The I was getting a lot of fives and sixes on the on the two hits for those last right. cannons. Yeah, and they were usually doing three to six damage each. But I gotta yeah. say, the, your robots pumping out nine shots and the destroyers doing one d six. When when don't don't be wrong. When they do work, they do work. They're, they do tons of work. That's terrifying. Yeah, they kill the tank. They kill a toughness eight tank. Yeah, in the first round. Yes, yes, they did. Yeah, so that's. Uh, yeah, that was that was good. So was I think good. I think the mechanics get more efficient and better. The, I think the more power level, the, or points, the higher power level, they become points, a, yeah, they a greater yeah, threat. I get. Lower threats, because then you get access term. to a lot of the more strategy opportunities, like yeah. uh, rust stalkers and infiltrators. Uh, the knight as a distraction. Um, yeah, you get a lot of access to those elements that really tie everything together. Uh, that allow you to attack on multiple fronts, as it were, in an efficient manner. Yeah, right, right. I think yeah, I think that's it. I think they excel at higher power levels. Uh, where astronauts are pretty flexible. Everywhere. They, get they better, can go they, anywhere. Yeah, they, can do they, they get better at higher power levels, yeah. obviously, but they're pretty good at even at 50. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, fun game. It was a quick game. Yes, very quick. <laughs> yeah, very quick. Very, very fast. Quick. Yeah, very um, quick. I didn't have a lot of units to move around or shoot, so that was that helped. Yeah, would you what would you have done differently in this game? Um, I don't maybe chosen a different army, but um No. Besides that. Besides that, I don't know. Maybe gone for a more spread out. Yeah, they were uh, all grouped force. up. They were all, well that the the reason is with call or even the tech priest oh, dominus, right, right. Th- it encourages you to keep everyone together. Right. Because you aura. want you want that you want aura. that aura. Oh the reroll so call has a aura that allows Anybody within, I think, six inches to re-roll, hit two hits of one, um, which is brilliant. It's yeah. great, but you, you, it, it forces you to keep everyone together, which uh, detracts from your, you know, objective taking, yeah, uh, sort of tactical flexibility there. Um, so, I might have, I might have changed that, but I don't, I don't know. It would been difficult with that army. Um, again, that's what, that's why I said choose a different army because I think a different army would have allowed. It doesn't doesn't have that so it would have had a lot more freedom to move around i i played an army that i've played fairly often so yeah. you know pask pask is being pask the is old reliable yeah he's too good to ignore with you know a two up ballistic skill and he's since he's a character you can't you can't get you him. can't target him directly you can't target him it's 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 crazy yeah yeah it's kind of unfair what i should do next time i play guard is to try something completely different rhesus rhesus from um frontline gaming yeah plays a very different astromilitarum army that includes a lot of bulgrins and ogrins and stuff. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. And yeah. So I, you know, there's just different ways to play them. And I, oh, yeah. yeah, a lot of conscripts to act as meat shields for the artillery and stuff. But again, he's got, I think he's playing with more points, but still yeah. it, I looked at his list. He did an article recently at frontline gaming and um, it sounded like a, like a fun army that had a lot of interdependencies but would work really well if you knew how to play them all together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what I want to do is, is I want to break out of the traditional... Because you get static playing an army one way. Yeah. You know? So the missions help to create variety, but eventually you want to try some new units, you want to try new strategies and all this stuff. Like, I haven't played, like, uh, Yarrick in forever. We need, yeah, we need to bring the old man out. Yeah, like, you're right. But he's so expensive, and he's so sort of assault-based that, like, that's... You'll, you'd have to design the army around him. 
okay. Figure it out. That's a good design challenge. Figure it out. I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. I'll, I'll have to, we'll have to do uh, aggressive, something. Aggressive, aggressive astromilitarum. Okay, yeah, an assaulty astromilitarum. Not make necessarily. Them all, make so, them all not necessarily you don't need them necessarily assault, like, assaulty. Yeah. Just aggressive. True. Right. I'll play them like I play my blood angels. <laughs> In your face. Right up in front. Graph shoots. Valkyries and vendettas. Just drop them uh, all in. Just and maybe I, maybe I don't play Catechism. Maybe I play a different, a different regiment. Yeah, you can play, do that. Uh, sorry, Acadians. Um, I may play Catechins or Vostroyans or Elysian drop drop troops. Whatever. I know. <laughs> I, I know. I only play Acadians, so I should, I should play other ones. Yeah. All right. I think uh, we're going to call it. Yes. This has been episode 59. If you want to reach us, you can always send us an email at the eye of terror podcast at gmail.com. If you're listening to us for the first time, please subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get fine, fine podcasts until the next episode. I'm George and I'm Alec and we play 40 K. We'll see you guys soon. Mm-hmm.